So um, I, I want to talk about um, culture for a minute. I am completely opposed to mainstream hip-hop as it is today. When it began, it was fun. It was uplifting. Like in the 80s, even Will Smith in the 90s, like creative rap was really fun and it was uplifting. But it definitely has taken a turn. And I, uh, yesterday, I was outside of my hotel and there was a young man sitting there and he had his phone uh, playing his music and it was the N-word. I heard um, F these uh, B-words. I heard, like the stuff that I heard and he was nodding his head, smoking weed, listening to that music. And I just thought, come on, kid. Those messages in that song are not telling you you're amazing and that you can do anything. It's telling you such a, a negative message. Now, earlier you told me you are a fan of hip-hop. But um, talk to me a little bit about the, the so-called black culture and how it might be influencing young minds today. So I also have I have mixed feelings about that because I was always able to listen to the music and not let it control my mind. You know what I'm saying? In, in some aspects, you know what I'm saying? Maybe like maybe like about women, you know what I'm saying? I, I always used to think like, oh no, I can never wife her, I can never be in a relationship because all these girls are whores and all that stuff. But you know. As time went, I realized that that was very toxic. But, um, you know, I think it takes a certain type of person to listen to hip-hop. And not only just hip-hop, because it's not just rap that does that. It's other genres, too. But it takes a certain type of person to listen to that and to understand that those artists are really just expressing themselves. You know what I'm saying? And that's just a moment. That's just a three, four-minute moment. And then after that, they go back to their regular lives. But some people listen to that and then they make it, they personalize it with themselves and they feel like, no, this is how life really is. And I think that's the issue. Whenever you start doing that, that's when you begin to self-destruct. But, you know, if you can just listen to it and just understand that, you know, because we all get mad. We all say things that we really don't mean sometimes. And, you know, if you can put it in a song, I feel like that's the safest way to express yourself. You know what I'm saying? But you just, as the listener, you have to understand that that's not your life. That's that person's life. It's like it's like watching a movie to me. You know what I'm saying? A horror movie. We all know Jason isn't going to come and get us. But it's fun to watch it. You know what I'm saying? But you just got to understand that it's not real. So... A lot of... Um... A lot of feminists out there talk about the oppression of women, the degradation of women, uh, all of the all of the influences in our world that that oppress women. They never say one word ever about hip hop lyrics. And if we were to sit down and look up mainstream hip hop lyrics right now, and I'm talking specifically about Jay Z, because I was very offended when my president. Uh, Barack Hussein Obama and the First Lady welcomed him as a hero when I had read those lyrics and imagine him saying those things in the microphone. I just feel I just feel like it's a negative influence overall. Um, I understand what you're saying about a horror movie. You know, we all watch movies with 
terrible things happening on the screen and we don't necessarily become that. But I do believe that these rap stars have major power over the minds of vulnerable young men, which leads me to my next question for you. Um, the issue of absence, of father absence within the black community. If they're being raised by that hip hop music and a mom who's working hard and it's hardly ever around, it is going to influence them. You had a strong family background and you're obviously a very strong person. But if you're a vulnerable 13-year-old kid who's just learning to smoke weed and is listening to those messages, it can really have an impact, especially if you don't have a strong um, father figure in the home. Father absence is not just an issue within the black community. It's an issue of morality across America. Uh, the traditional family's been under attack for a long time. It may seem funny that a drag queen is pointing that out, but the traditional family matters and um, any influence that attacks it. Like Black Lives Matter, on their website, they said we are Marxist and we are against the traditional family. They're even against Christian, the nuclear family. And the nuclear family, sorry, not sorry, is the foundation of everything. So talk to me about uh, father absence and um, and its impact on young Black America. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much what you said, like, you know, if you are, if you don't have a father in the house, your 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 role model, your father figure is going to be the Jay Z's, the 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 P Diddy's, and all of them. You know what I'm saying? So if they're not setting a good example for us, then yeah, it it, it will it will kind of like destroy you as a as an adolescent coming up. You know, so um, but it 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 can it can affect you as an adolescent, um. I don't know, man. It's going to take a community, though. It's going to take your neighbor, you know what I'm saying? If, you know, it's going to take your neighbor, your your teacher, your, you know, your neighborhood, whatever, to be that example. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, my little brother doesn't have his father around. Well, he's he's quote unquote around, but when he wants to be, you know what I'm saying? I'm I, I'm mostly around, you know what I'm saying? So what I my little brother wanted to um, one time he wanted to buy a toy. So I told him, yeah, we can buy a toy, but you got to work for it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, let's go around the neighborhood and clean up all the trash in our neighborhood. Because we always go to the basketball court and the trail going up there is like soda cans and all that stuff. I want my little brother to play in a in a neighborhood where it's clean. Let me take my little nine-year-old brother, put some gloves on, take some bags, and let's clean it up. Not just for me and you, but for the other kids out here who want to play. And then if me and you could do that together... There you go. The money will appear for you to get your toy because you worked for it. We need more people like that versus someone who's just going to just be like, oh, you want the toy? I'll just get you the toy because you'll leave me alone after that. You know what I'm saying? Now, when my little brother looks at, I actually sat down and watched Paid in Full with my little brother. I don't know if you've seen that movie before, but Paid in Full is, yeah. If anyone watched it, you know about Paid in Full. It's a great movie, but I watched it with him because I wanted him to see how life can be like if you don't work hard. You know what I'm saying? This whole thug persona, this whole gangster persona, the movie ended up with people going to jail and getting shot. You know what I'm saying? Black people. So it's like I watched it with him and I explained everything with him. And we need to do the same thing with rap music and with other things too. Like we just need more. If you don't have a father in your life, or, or if you're a black man and you see there's a young man that doesn't have a father in his life, be that father figure in his life. Help him. Teach one. You know what I'm saying? 
it's going to take a community for us to help our own community. We can't just expect the white man or the upper power to do it. No, we have to do it ourselves. I just, watching you talk, and actually eye contact with you, you're very sincere, very loving. I know you're a Buddhist. Yes, and I that, that Zen uh, loving spirit really does come through when you talk. And I just want to say... Um, Please run for office. Wow. Talk to me about that that potential. I know like probably like not a lot about politics. S -s me running for office, that's something that I never thought about, but a lot of people tell me that. Even when I was even Democrats and liberals who 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 debate with me they always say okay i don't agree with you but you should probably run for office but for us and i'm like no i'll never do that but running for office i don't know i've i mean you know something that donald trump said that i i i, it, my, I like i appreciate it when he said it if the people want me to do it then i will do it but right now i'm just just trying to be ronnie well, using your voice is the number one uh, most important thing that you can do. And you're doing that. And on social media, and in some ways, if you ran for office and held a position, you wouldn't be able to have the time to do all the rest of this. So just keep using your voice. And um, But sincerely, you're a leader. And I'm so glad that you came on my humble little podcast here because I feel like there are bigger and uh, very important things that you can do with your voice. Let's just conclude talking a little bit about Donald Trump. Tell me what you thought of him before and how in the world you went from Black Lives Matter rallies to a Bikers for Trump rally yesterday with all of us. Man, I've been to so many rallies, first of all, just not that one. But we talking about Donald Trump. I don't know where to start, honestly. This guy is like, I don't know where to start. He... Forget about politics. He is super charismatic. He is super funny. You know what I'm saying? The guy is, like, he says what he wants to say. You talk about someone who talks from the heart. He talks from the heart. When, whenever you see him uh, saying these things, it may hurt you. But in reality, he is saying what you're scared to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is saying... What you 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 want to say it, but you know it's like I would never say that because I don't want to offend anyone. Donald Trump's like, no, this is what it is, and it, you can't be mad at someone like that. Like everyone out here, they want they want someone real in their life. They want someone to tell the truth. That is our forty fifth president. That is him. Like, and then you know you know he. In my opinion, I'm twenty eight. He is the president. Of our culture, of our generation. You know why? Because when I was younger, all the rappers wanted to be like Trump. Let's not, let's stop, let's stop with the BS. Let's stop with it. Your favorite rapper wanted to be like Trump. He was the black Donald Trump. He was getting money like Trump. So Trump was honestly living that life that we aspired to be in. You know what I'm saying? He just ended up taking it to another level and becoming president. So let's pause it right there. Before he was president, he was our he was our president low key, right? He becomes president. Now, he decided to run for a certain party, which was the Republican Party. 
Now he's speaking for conservatives. Don't you think that the Democrats are going to bash his name? Like, let's 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 be smart about this. Like, all these things that they're saying about him, they weren't saying that before he was president. But the Democrats, they have to say something negative about him so that we don't vote for him, so that we don't continue voting for him, so that they can put their people in office. That's that's really the truth. And I promise you, after he's done, you know. I really want him to have the next four years in my heart. He's going to get the next four years. But let's say that he don't. Two years, three years from that, he will no longer be a racist and all this stuff. He'll go back to being regular Donald Trump. And we're not going to mention anything about him being racist. Like, this is just, this is Donald Trump. And that's also what made me a Trump supporter. He was under attack by the media. It was a one single story narrative that was put on him. and. We fell for it. We fell for it. Instead of taking, stepping back and looking at both sides and trying to figure out, okay, who's telling the truth here? We automatically went with the side that 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 threw the word black around a whole bunch of times and we went with that. So you want to talk about racist. To me, a racist is a person who judges someone else by their skin color. So you can be black and you can be racist. You can be white and you can be racist. You can be Chinese and you could be racist. I've experienced... I just recently, out of my whole 28 years of living, just experienced racism this year. And it was from an Asian person. So that right there should, should let you know, like, yeah, this... Donald Trump, honestly, guys, he's not the bad guy. To my, to my viewers, he's not the bad guy. Like, take the time to actually look at both sides. And if you don't agree with some of the stuff he does... That's fine. Respect. But a racist, take that out your vocabulary. Racist is uh, it's a very weaponized word. Because as soon as you use that word, you've discredited the person. Because nobody respects a racist. Everything is racist. Um, I went to a rally. I don't know if you've seen that big red dress that I wear. So I know. It's great. I love it. You're laughing over here. But, you know, yeah. So um, someone actually commented that your dress represents the antebellum South and it's racist. And I was like, it's a dress, honey. And the antebellum South was just imitating Europe. It's a big, poofy, happy, twirly dress. That's it. See how everything becomes racist. And my response to her was, um, are kittens racist now? Are butterflies racist? You know? Um, are candy bars racist? What's what's next? And uh, a lot of people have pointed out that because they call everything racist, things that are not racist, racist, it invalidates real racism when we encounter it. Yeah, so going forward in your life, tell me kind of where you are right now and what do you envision? What is your American dream? Moving forward in my life, uh, for the past like three years, I've been super religious. Um, like you mentioned earlier, I'm an SGI Buddhist. SGI Buddhism is all about peace. It's all about human revolution. It's all about uh, you know empowering human beings. Keyword human beings, uh, and you know that's me, and that has been me like for the past three years and moving forward. So it's like uh, my next, my next, my next journey in life. Uh, is to just 
uplift people, get them to understand that you can be yourself. Like, I'm the type of person, you know, I've just been vocal about this, but I've been doing this in silence for a while now, but I've been helping homeless people a lot. So I go out, uh, I buy sandwiches, you know, so I'll buy chips, waters, apples, and I'll go and I'll pass them out to homeless people in the D.C. area. You might see me in Chinatown. I'm in Silver Spring. Uh, there's a couple homeless shelters that I team up with and I'll ask them, like, you know, what can I do to help? You know what I'm saying? They're always giving me things. So I want to move forward doing that because I feel like those are the people who are really, really at the bottom, like they're in the streets. So if we don't start by helping them at least, then once they're helped, then we'll move forward. Uh, before Dr. Martin Luther King was killed, he was actually going to take a, like, I think it was like a million homeless people. And if I'm incorrect, please correct me. But I think it was like a couple, it was like a couple thousand or close to a million homeless people. And he was going to walk them to the Supreme Court. And he was going to demand that these people all get jobs. And he got killed. So he didn't get to complete that. So I feel like black people, that, that we need, if we really care and it's only if we really care, that is what we should be doing. If you have a job, I don't care what your job is. If you're working at a grocery store, if you're the manager at this big corporation, we all need to be putting our money together to be making sure that these people are clean, they're clothed, and they have an opportunity to get jobs too. Do you believe that that is the government's responsibility or the responsibility of private citizens? I think it's all of our responsibility. All of us need to come together and make it happen. Uh, it doesn't matter what part of the food chain you're in. We all need to do it. But I will say it's going to start with the citizens. My mom always taught me you can never find political solutions to moral problems. And the fact that we don't have enough love and we don't have enough uh, friendship and kindness and charity in, in our culture... It's a moral problem, and we're in a spiritual battle for America um, as well right now. Those leaders out there who shine that light are often the most persecuted. Martin Luther King, I'm not, I'm not saying you will be. I'm just saying in general, there will be resistance to that because um, I identify as Christian. I grew up Mormon, and I think the forces of evil are out there, and people like Jesus— you know, Martin Luther King, so many, and quite frankly, Donald Trump, he's imperfect. We know he's imperfect, but he loves this country. And his movement is a movement based on love and prosperity and unity. We can see that when we go to these rallies. And so um, I just feel like we need more vo voices like yours to um, combat that. And you can totally, you can totally make that happen. I can tell it's going to happen. Just lastly, describe to me what it's like when you're surrounded by the notorious Trump supporters. It is like heaven on earth. Like, I haven't, like, this, this, I want to thank Donald Trump, actually, because he has put together a group of people who just exude love. You know, these people, like, they get criticized so much that they have no choice but to love. I've been invited to people's houses for dinner. I've been invited to go uh, hunt deer. I've been invited to... I've, I've been to other states because of this. I've been around not only white people, but Spanish people, 
Asian people, Chinese people, and it's like it's just love. And you know, you know, no, me personally, no matter where I go, I'm gonna get love because that's what I put out. But it's different when it's diff. It's just different. It's just with the Trump supporters. You guys are amazing, and I, I, I'm just having so much fun. I, I feel the exact same way. When I went to my first Trump rally, I was in drag, and I was scared. I thought I might be rejected. I might be yelled at. It was the opposite. Hey, bro, what's up, man? That's cool. That's cool. Can we get a picture with you? You know, that's different. I never met a drag queen, but hey, man, cool. You love America. And it, it's, it's that camaraderie. I call it the MAGA magic. In the opening of this podcast and then the closing, it's the music to my song called Happy Today. And um, I wrote it about that feeling. The lyrics say, look to your left, look to your right. Everywhere you look, a dream's coming true. Patriots are standing for what's right. You're never alone. It's me and it's you. And it's a song about the MAGA magic. There is a special energy there. And on a spiritual level, I believe it's because people are uniting for truth, for justice, for prosperity, for our constitution. And that is a document. It's a sacred document. It was imperfect at its origin. You know, at the very beginning, it didn't have everything it needed to have, but it is a sacred inspired document. And so when we're defending, um, when we're defending truth, light, unity, joy, and we're all coming together, there is the, the presence of God's love. And um, I feel it talking to you. And see, this conversation is, it's the leftist worst nightmare because division sells. The, the div divisive narrative that they push out there creates the exact chaos that they want because divide and conquer is one of the most eternal principles of humanity. And that's what they're doing to us. So the fact that a, a white drag queen from Utah and Ronnie a black Buddhist from the DC area here in Maryland can sit down coming from completely different backgrounds, but we're united as Americans. That's what I think is beautiful. And I see you as a fellow American and a fellow human being with potential and light and love. I, I really don't care about skin color. People, it's cliche to say that, but I don't, I only care about behavior. That's it. You know? So, uh, everybody, we hope you enjoyed this, um, podcast. And Ronnie, do you have any way that people can uh, donate or support you? Um, I really, uh, when it comes to donations, nah. Uh, if you want to donate, go help your local person out there in the streets. Donate to them. Like, buy them food. Buy them a shirt. Give them a hoodie or something. That'll help me. Uh, but if you want to be a part of my movement or what I do, just simply follow me on Instagram. Uh, again, Ron J. Spike on Instagram. Uh, every Wednesday, I do a Zoom call called One Human Race. And it's a, it's just a Zoom call where no matter what you are, no matter what you believe, no matter what political belief you have, you can come and have a safe space to talk and express yourself without being judged or without being debated. Like, we talk about so many things. So, you know, if you ever just want to come be a part of that and just get some some mental healing, just come and do that every Wednesday. Um, and that's pretty much it with me. Well, as you go forward, you will accrue expenses if you're going to travel and things like that. So do think about, you know, your movement going forward, um, how to financially make it, because that will help you grow. But for now, I love that you just said, no, donate to the homeless people. That's 
That's amazing. Seriously, you're a very powerful person. I expected to have a conversation with this young black guy, you know, shoot the breeze, but I feel edified and I feel like you have a very special mission. So it was an honor to talk to you. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. And especially maybe send it to your liberal friends or your Black Lives Matter supporting friends or your Biden supporter friends to to let them know that we are not the enemy and we can come together. So uh, God bless all of you. Ron J, everybody. God bless you. And we will see you in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Who's the leader of the group that fights for liberty? L-A-D-Y-M-A-G-A-U-S-A, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Donald Trump. Hey, guys, you know that if you are part of what I do and you support me, you are a mocketeer. We are making America great again. And if you would like to support my work for now, all I have basically is Venmo. It's just Lady Maga USA, one word. Any contributions will help me continue this podcast, help me continue to attend rallies, help me continue to create content. And I take a lot of time off from my regular job and customer service in order to do this. So any financial contributions enable me to focus on this as much as I can. God bless our beautiful country. Remember, you are never alone. And together, if we stand strong, we can save America.